This is an ABC podcast. Hello, I'm Lisa Leong. Welcome to This Working Life on RN. Could you start a business with your life partner? This episode, we look at being married with business. We examine how to make it work, and given that a third of marriages end up in divorce, what you might put in place to protect yourself and the future of your business you built together should things not work out. We have two couples who are here to share their story. Alex and Julian Hoskins, they own Senate Legal, a law firm, and Lily and Gavin Stuckings own Gelato Papa, handmade gelato in Melbourne. Welcome all. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. So let's go with Alex and Julian. Why did you decide to go into business together? So look, Lisa, we were at a point in our life where I'd worked for 25 years in management consulting, worked for professional services firms, worked in banking, and I was a bit um, despondent with you know where my career was going oh. and just working in those industries. Um, and... Julian was also at a point in time in his career where he was looking to do something different and setting up a law firm was something that we had been talking about for a number of years and it was just a point in time of our lives where the stars aligned and we just said, okay, this is the moment. We're in our 40s and uh, it was just a point where we said, okay, if we're going to do it, we've got to, let's do it now. So you're always going to do it together. It wasn't Julian going out and putting out a lawyer shingle. It wasn't uh, that we were always going to do it together. I, I think we, we've gone through different stages in our careers. And I'd been in a general counsel role for 10 years, been in private practice for about 12 years before that. Didn't necessarily want to move on to doing another general counsel role or returning to a large law firm. We wanted to be business owners. It took us a little while to sort of figure out that we wanted to do it together. And we're absolutely thrilled that we did start that. And uh, yeah, there's there's no turning back for us. But it's fun. It was terrific in terms of planning. It took us 12 months to plan before we actually started the firm, before we launched. And it's been a, a great experience. A little bit mixed reactions in terms of people who knew we were going into business together, but it's what been fun. What were the reactions? Well, they, they'd say, well, I don't, I don't know how you could possibly work with your wife. I couldn't work with my wife. I mean, that's <laughs> that, they're the general comments that I got. Or what do you I'll s- work with my husband. <laughs> well, and so what do you say to that? My response was, we'll see how it goes, because I don't think you can say anything more than that. You, know, you, you live together at home. That's a different dynamic to being in the workplace. So for us, we just said we'll see how it goes, and we tr- and we we try hard to work together, and we work really well together. So it's it's uh, it's ended up being quite good. Alex, what have you learned about working together from this venture? Well, I think. Um like Julian said, it's very different to being, you know, the mar- married couple at home. And so what I've probably learnt the most is that at work, we have to operate as individual professionals. So I've spent 25 <laughs> years of my life with my own career and my own skill set. Julian's had his career up until this point, And we need to treat each other in a workplace as individual professionals, um, probably what has been the most 
sort of learning curve for us has been that Julian suddenly had to work with me in the workplace and I've had to work with him and our working styles are different. Different um, to what? Well, so the way that I work in the workplace is perhaps different to how Julian would see me maybe at home. Oh, really? Give uh, me an example of that, Alex. Well, perhaps um, I'm much more probably, I would say, organised. In so, your work life. Yeah. So in the, in the <laughs> workplace, I'm like, okay, we've got these five things that we need to get done. Let's like map these out. When are we going to do them? Whereas Julian's probably not used to having somebody tell him, okay, these are the five things that we've got to get done because you've been in senior leadership roles and you're the one calling the shots. <laughs> Julian, response? Yeah. I, I think the, the thing is lawyers are very good at doing legal work. Business development sometimes can take um, a little bit more effort and you've got to do both, whether it's a large firm or a small firm. But Alex and I are, are work colleagues at work and we don't talk about personal stuff at work because that's also a little bit potentially conflicting in terms of our you know, working with work colleagues. So we don't, we, we try to have a very professional relationship uh, right. at work. Uh, we'll so you don't say, hey, love, or... <laughs> we will no. when people are not around. No, we won't. <laughs> Actually, we don't. Right. Okay. Yeah, so we, we keep work uh, issues at work, or we try to. So you uh, don't discuss work at home? We well, do yes, we sometimes. Do we do we discuss work at home a lot. and Is that a problem? Maybe our four kids might think it's a problem, but we so, we certainly don't because I, I guess, you know, we're going into our second year and so we're very passionate about it. There's a lot to talk about. You know, we're excited about everything that we're doing. So there is a big spillover from the office to home. That will probably change as the business matures, but it's early days, so of course we're really excited and we're, you know, we just went to Kangaroo Island recently. That's a nine-hour road trip and our kids sat in the car and they had to listen to us talk about strategy and this and that. They sort of live and breathe it like we do, but yes, there's definitely a spillover to home. So let's go now to Lily and Gavin Stuckings. They're uh, co-founders of Gelato Papa. You've been listening to uh, Julian and Alex and the, I guess, the things that they've learnt about running their business. What are your thoughts? Well, I guess we, we've gone on a similar journey as far as we both had careers in corporate, working for big employers yes, for 20-odd years. Yes, and you were in human resources, so yes. quite different to Gelatia, I hear. Yes, yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, it, on the surface it seems different, but in reality there's a lot of um, skills that are very transferable. And I think the biggest thing has been all the business commercial skills that we developed over that 20 or so years in the corporate world that allowed us to come to a point where we had the confidence to say, you know, and similar to Alex and Julian, we'd, we'd really hit a wall with working for an employer and wanted to go and do our own thing. We had our own ideas. So the reality is whatever the business is, you need business skills to run your own business. And what we've been able to bring across and why we've been successful to date is, is our business skills. And we've both got unique skill sets in that, in that regard, which work well together. Lily, did you start the business first though? <laughs> I did start the business first. So the business was actually my idea. So I... 
My family have been making gelato in Sicily for over 40 years, and it's actually the females in my family that make the gelato. So I went to Sicily in 1996 to visit my family for the first time, and I had the idea after seeing my lovely cousins making gelato that I would open a gelatidia in Melbourne. However, it took me almost 20 years to realise that vision. Wow. And uh, in early 2017, I started, uh, sorry, 2016, I started researching gelato and I started going on the journey. I was in the discovery mode, basically, seeing whether I wanted to explore this opportunity and open up a gelatidia. What is your career history in? Um, So I've worked in um, finance, marketing, um, health insurance, and my last role was as a project manager in a large hospital. So um, when I did announce at work that I was going to open a gelato shop, they thought I was a little bit crazy. (laughs) Yeah. They did, no one expected it, and yet everyone was lining up to help you out. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, testing. everyone wanted to taste test, of course. <laughs> so, Lily, you've started this business. At what point did you turn to Gavin and uh, sort of um, get him involved with the business? If that's how it worked, it did work like that. So, I asked Gavin whether he could dedicate like a day or two with the business. So, doing more the background sort of finance, HR sort of work. And also helping in the store like one day a week. And then the doors opened and it was crazy. So I was trying to manage front of house, back of house, making gelato, staff. And I was pulling my hair out. I was like, "Uh, there aren't enough hours in the day. I said, Gavin, please come and help me a little bit more. I need some help in the store. And slowly but surely, I dragged him into the business. And now he's also working full time at Gelato Papa. (laughs) What happened at that moment when you turned it into a full-time career, Gavin? I don't sort of feel like you dragged me into it. Um, <laughs> I, I think what I saw was um, fun and, you know, sometimes work isn't a fun aspect of your life and I saw this opportunity to just have fun while you work and make a living and be successful. So I really sort of jumped at the the opportunity. Yeah, you probably go through some emotions and some, you know, what am I really doing? Is this, is this a crazy thing to do? And there was probably a risk taking element to the decision that I made, but I've never looked back. It's been great. All right, let's go to the nitty-gritty now. Julian, when you set up the business, did you have any sort of business agreement in place with Alex? We have an incorporated legal practice, and both Alex and I are owners of that company. So our ownership structure is such that we decisions are, are jointly made and we both have equal control. And Alex, if things don't work out and you sort of have disputes in a business sense, does the agreement cover any of that? Does it cover what happens if the business doesn't go ahead or if your relationship uh, doesn't me, go ahead? To be brutally honest, uh, it probably does. And have I read it and gone through it with a fine-tooth comb? The answer to that would be a very big no. And I would hand on heart say I've entrusted Julian to do that side of things. Have you discussed what happens if things don't go well? Oh, absolutely. And and given that all of our family assets are in Alex's name, I think if, if things don't go well, well... Uh, she's going to run away. She's going to run away. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well but, done, Alex. Uh, we have the joint ownership structure. If something happened and we separated, 
Alex could continue owning shares, obviously, in the, the company, or it could be dissolved and I could start something new up and Alex would start something new up. And Alex has had a successful working career before coming to a law firm and, and similarly with me. So there's, there's no expectation that that's going to happen. But if it did, we would have to work through it. Do you find it difficult to talk about that side of things? Uh, look, you know, you would say if you're going into business with each other, you should have all of that locked down. Everyone, you know, you know exactly what your rights and obligations are, etc. Probably going into it as a married couple, I guess we don't expect that to happen. And uh, talking about it now sounds really silly or naive, but I guess our foundation is trust and in terms of, you know, the fine details... You know, Julian really takes on that role, but I'm very aware of where I stand and what my options are. Over to Lily, Gavin, do you have any agreements in place between you? Yeah, not not probably to the extent that Julian and Alex do. We, we're just set up as a company and we're equal shareholders in that. So, um, and again, our, our, our relationship is based on trust and I think, you know, we've to make it this far and to even have agreed to go into it in the first place, you, you've got to have a pretty strong relationship to start with. You don't do this sort of thing if your relationship's on the rocks. Um, we've almost hit the two-year mark and I think we've had a few bumps along the way and mm. for us to almost hit that two-year mark, we feel like it's a pretty solid foundation if we haven't um, thrown spatulas at each other in the kitchen <laughs> or, <laughs> or oh. knives. Yes, let's keep those knives away, people. I'm Lisa Leong. You're listening to This Working Life on RN, and we're talking married with business. What are the positives and what are the pitfalls? With me, two entrepreneurial couples. We have Alex and Julian Hoskins, owners of law firm Senate Legal, and we have Lily and Gavin Stuckings from Gelato Papa. And listening ever so patiently, we have Heather McKinnon. She's a family lawyer with Bryant McKinnon Lawyers, and she joins us from Coffs Harbour. G'day, Heather. G'day, Lisa. You've been listening in. Uh, we've been talking about agreements being in place. What are your thoughts so far? Well, I think the couples that are on the show have got really good chances of succeeding because obviously they have been together a long time before they made the decision to enter into business. That's a really good um, way to do it, whereas people who set up in the early throes of a relationship often come unstuck as soon as pressure hits. But if you've been able to successfully raise four children, you're unlikely <laughs> to find business decisions difficult. I suppose the conversation um, that we've been having about can you document a way out if things go wrong is the one thing that I can add some input on because unlike the corporate world, if you're in business as uh, partners, the law that applies if it goes wrong is actually the Family Law Act. So none of the corporate stuff that you would normally set up with strangers is going to apply if a business um, goes wrong between spouses, whether you're de facto or married. So as, uh, as one of our brave entrepreneurs said, it's based on trust and that really is the only way you can go about anything to do with personal relationships. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a really exciting era we're entering into when people are starting to revisit whether the corporate model is the best way to serve a family 
And these four are inspirational in that they're saying the world they create in work is going to make their relationship and family life happier because they're happier. Our work as family lawyers is to deal with um, the families that in all aspects don't find that joy and have to separate. So if, if it does go wrong, the family lawyers are the ones who have to get in there and help the couples work out how they separate their business assets out and get on the road. So with that knowledge and experience, Heather, and you've got 40 years plus of experience, mm-hmm. um, if you were advising a, a partner, partners, life partners who were going into business, what in the perfect world would you ask them to create in terms of agreements? Um, definitely that if they start to come under any sort of financial or emotional pressure, that they agree on who the trusted advisors will be in that area to help them out. So you often find when a family business gets into conflict that the accountant that's been the third silent partner, if you like, in the uh, decision-making over a decade or decades is very good at being able to uh, keep things on the straight and narrow until things are sorted out. So it's very important that you do have external to the family, um, an advisor that you both trust, that you've known for a long time, and you say, right, if we get into difficulty, our first meeting's going to be with that person. Similarly, I think if you do get feedback from your kids or from um, one of you that they're not happy and that uh, the business is spilling over too much into personal life, that you agree to go to a counsellor outside the family so that if you can get input when stress starts early on, we know you've got a much better chance of writing it out or coming up with solutions. Whereas if the grind just chips away and people don't have that default mechanism, that's when we find that uh, they can be drawn into a vortex of conflict and chaos reigns. So we've got nodding all around here. Can I get some um, initial thoughts from, let's go to the Hoskins. Yeah, well, I think um, definitely those uh, sentiments from Heather very much resonate in terms of spilling over into the the home life. And I think it's something that we're probably very cognizant of. And... You know, do you, just talking, do you ask talking your kids? about work. Well, they pretty much will tell us. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be the end of the day, activities are over, we're still, you know, what we're talking debriefing on what we've kind of done today. And the kids will be like, Oh, you're not talking about work anymore or you're not talking about work again. So we really do like we try and pull ourselves up so that it's focus on the kids. Once the kids are in bed, then we can kind of you know, chat about those things. What about the idea of the trusted advisor or the even the counsellor? We've had a uh, uh, an accounting advisor for some time who does our personal taxation, but also looks after the business. and And a trusted advisor, if things ever did go wrong, we would certainly be speaking to her straight away. I had an uh, interesting piece of insight. So I am in business with one of my best friends mm-hmm. and we have a business coach. And what was interesting about the work that we do with our business coach is that, that it feels like couples counselling at the end. It's like therapy. And so it's interesting that line between, you know, the interpersonal side, the communication side being so integral 
really with running a business. Um, Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, Alex? And, you know, look, my background's been in strategy and business development, so I definitely bring some of that mindset to our business. But I would see us, as our business grows and our employee uh, numbers grow, that, yes, we would definitely bring in some of that external help around the coaching, business development, strategy, et cetera. Give us um, something of a tip in terms of a learning that you've had, maybe from a mistake or a, a fast fail. I think probably the most important thing is don't grow too quickly. And also speak to other people who have started off similar businesses. So before we launched and we spent 12 months planning the firm, we went and spoke to good friends who had started off law firms, very successful law firms, to find out what what their uh, pros and cons were and what mistakes they had made. Uh, and we got some guidance and that, that proved invaluable. Anything from Lily and Gavin, fast fails, mistakes that you've learnt from? You're, oh, looking, you're both so looking many. quite awkward. Oh, yeah, 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 so many. Um, I mean, in our business, everything moves really, really quickly. You've, you, you've got potentially fails and issues occurring every five minutes. Um, Are you able to tell each other if you feel like the other one has made a mistake? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 <laughs> completely, completely. And, and that's that's the basis, I think, of, our relation, of the success of a relationship is we just have to tell one another all day long, you know, this isn't working, can you jump in here? And how do you um, react to that? Does it spill out into the home? Do you keep anger in? No, no, no. I think, no. I think we just understand that we've both got a very one-eyed goal in mind and that is that we want the business to be successful. So, you know, we, we, we do whatever we need to do. No one else cares about the business as much as Gavin and I, so... Yeah. We uh, work as hard as we can just to make sure, ensure it succeeds. And we're, you know, constantly troubleshooting issues that come up. Alex? Yeah, I think the one advantage of, um, you know, being married, having your own business is that you can be really agile. You can make decisions very quickly. And so if you've got issues or challenges or there's a fail or whatever the circumstance, you can make a decision really quickly and move on so that it's just dealt with really quickly. Whereas I think previously, maybe in corporate roles or in um, large organisations, those decisions can take three to four or five months before you can move on. So that's definitely, um, you know, being able to move on quickly from those, uh, maybe a disagreement or uh, a fail or whatever, you can move on really quickly. And Heather McKinnon, our family lawyer with Bryant McKinnon Lawyers, in terms of fa learning from failures, and you've seen a lot over your time um, working as a family lawyer, do you have some tips on what has been learnt over time by others? Yeah, I think, that, you know, everyone's identified, keep communicating, but the, the real skill is to realise when you're in a, a phase where communication is starting to break down, what happens is people are often past retrieval before they realise they're in trouble. So the best way um, in terms of checking that is don't get tired. Build in regular breaks, particularly when you're in it together. You've got to somehow formulate ways of getting away on regular holidays and leaving the business in the hands of good staff. If you don't do that over time, it will... Um, in my experience, become too stressful to combine all aspects of your life together. 
And the only other real obvious one is make those really objective calls at the end of each quarter if you're not showing positive cash flow, if you're coming under financial stress, absolutely assess, do we keep going or do we stop now? That's the risk that people make. They become invested in the business like a child and so they tend to uh, make decisions in the end that um, may not be the best for the whole family and it's by the time they go and get help, it's too far gone. So if you're both realistic and keep objective monitoring of the business, you won't get into difficulty. But there is within partnerships that are intimate, sometimes a, a Pollyanna approach where we've got to make this thing keep going. And that can be uh, a bit of a risk. Great advice, and I feel relevant for everyone to keep that in mind. Thank you so much, Heather McKinnon, family lawyer with Bryant McKinnon Lawyers. We also had Alex and Julian Hoskins, owners of law firm Senate Legal, Lily and Gavin Stuckings, founders of Gelato Papa, a homemade uh, gelato shop in Melbourne. Thank you all. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Thanks, Lisa. You've been listening to This Working Life on RN. I'm Lisa Leong. Thanks for your company and keep working. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.